I'm telling you why the world has the wealth and the church doesn't is because we don't know how to manage it. Some do. I mean, some people have managed very well. I heard of this one business guy, and I can't remember his name, but he was a, a homeless person on the street, addicted to alcohol and whatever else. And he actually ended up giving his life to Christ and he had enough sense to know that he didn't know anything and he wasn't going to depend on anybody else to get, help him to get to know it. So what he did was he, he read 500 biographies about people that had changed their lives and had done something in, incredible in their lives. And he learned so many lessons from that. He read them, he made notes of them. And then what he did was he applied those principles to his life and began to manage little things at a time, ended up buying um, property. And at the end of his life, he actually owned an international organization, property organization. And he would then go and he was being paid like a hundred thousand dollars an hour to speak at different places. But when he was, Finished with that, he would actually then go and speak for free at churches about how to manage your resources, how to manage your time, how to manage your, your, your budget, how to manage your ideas, how to manage your potential. And I thought that was incredible. I thought, that's, that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to learn how to do that and apply myself in that. And what, so what are you doing? You know, what, what are you going to do? What are you using? I, I, I envision something bigger, but I realize there's a means to an end in everything. If you don't, if you're not faithful with the means, you don't get to the end. You can look at the end and you can wish for an end and you can, you know, try and get others to give you an end. But them being responsible doesn't make you responsible. It doesn't grow you. Telling, you know, trying to get others to do it for you doesn't ever grow you up, doesn't ever give you the character, doesn't ever train you, develop you in the skills of, of managing what you need to manage. Let's go back to that unjust steward or unjust manager that Jesus was speaking about. He said, there was a certain rich man who had a manager of his estate. This is uh, Luke chapter 16. I'm reading from the Amplified. And accusations that this man were brought against him that this man was squandering his master's possessions. In other words, he was a bad manager. And the thing about it is if you cannot manage others' stuff, how are you going to manage your own? Well, that's what Jesus went on to say. If we go down to verse 9 and he says, I tell you, now Jesus speaking and he says, I tell you, learn from this. Make friends for yourselves, for it, um, make friends for yourselves by means of the wealth of unrighteousness. That is, use material source resources as a way to further the work of God so that when it runs out, they will welcome you into eternal dwellings. You've got to use what's given to you so that you actually produce an influence to further the kingdom of God, where you can begin to establish yourself in relationships, establish yourself in influence and impact so that they Open their doors for you. 
using it. Use the wealth of unrighteous. You know, we've got two sides. We've got some Christians that want everything, and we want some Christians that don't want anything. You've got, you've got some in the church that are faithful with what they have, but then you've got others that are just squander other people's stuff and want more. It doesn't work like that. We cannot be corrupt with, with the things God puts in our hands. He goes on to say this. He says, he who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. Talking, Still talking about that same unjust steward. He had, he had applied himself. It says in verse 8, listen to this, and his master commended this unjust manager, not because of his misdeeds, but because he had acted wisely by preparing for his future unemployment. So he began to manage well. And he goes on to say, for the sons of this age, the, the unbelievers are wiser or shrewder. And the word shrewder there is not a bad word. It it's a, means wisdom, discretion, and understanding in relation to their own kind, that is, to the ways of the secular world. So they, <coughs> excuse me, they are wiser on how to use and how to manage stuff within the systems of this world. Then are the sons of the light, the believers. And then he goes on to say, I tell you, learn from this. Make friends for yourselves. In other words, learn to manage, embrace this by means of the wealth of unrighteousness. Because verse 10, he who is faithful in a very little thing is also faithful in much. And he who is dishonest in a very little thing is also dishonest in much. Therefore, if you have not been faithful in the use of earthly wealth, who will entrust the true riches to you? We want, we want great spiritual power. We want to do things with great power. But we have no idea on how to manage earthly things. So we become so power-minded that we are no earthly good. We are here to manage things on the earth. God didn't take Adam to, and Eve to heaven. He didn't say, just hang in here until you can get to heaven. He didn't say, hey, listen, just hang around the garden, eat the fruit, and uh, make children, and hope that, you know, one day you can get to heaven with me. God says, no, everything is waiting for you, man. At mankind, I'm going to make you and I'm going to make you with ability. I'm going to put in you the potential to, in fact, produce. You're going to be fruitful. You're going to multiply and you're going to replenish the earth. In other words, it's going to start off with you being fruitful in where you are. Stage one. Stage two is you're going to multiply that which you're fruitful with. And then stage three is you're going to then distribute it with great impact and great influence everywhere you go. But we want the, we want to replenish. We, you know, I, I hear churches saying, we're going to take the city, we're going to take the school, we're going to take our community. And I'm going, you, you're not even faithful with the relationships that you have. You're trying to get people to come to your meetings. You're not managing anything out there. As business people, business leaders, you're terrible with people. You treat people terribly. 
you're horrible with them. And but you want to come to church, you want to worship God, and you know, you want to sing songs, and you, then you expect God to prosper everything that you have. One guy came to me and he said, You know, I'm believing God for a factory. I said, What factory are you believing for? A, an iron ore factory. And I said, What do you know about iron ore? And he goes, No, well, that doesn't matter. I said, Yes, it does. Have you studied iron ore? Have you gone around people that are in iron ore? Have you spent time with them? Have you have you allowed them to mentor you? Because, you know, even when you're not in control, you can be an influence. You can be in control of the relationship. Not to control it, but to influence it. You understand? Jesus goes on to say, and he says, if you have not been faithful, verse 12, in the use of that earthly wealth which belongs to another, whether it's God or man, and of which you are a trustee or a steward or a manager, who will give you that which is your own? No servant can serve two masters, for either you will hate the one and love the other, or he will stand devotedly by the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon, that is your earthly possessions or anything else you trust in and rely on instead of God. Now, you know, what they've done is they've taken that scripture and they say, oh, well, you know, well, because therefore that's why we don't, you know, we don't manage anything. That's, that's ridiculous. It, manage your job. Treat your boss like he's your customer. But most don't know how to treat a customer. They just want money. They just want position. They just want benefits. That's why... Whole nations are not managed properly. Whole nations are mismanaged because they cannot manage themselves. They cannot manage their department. They cannot manage their job. They cannot manage their community, but they want to manage a nation. And they mismanage a nation. And unfortunately, what you mismanage, you will lose. If you fail to manage something properly, you will lose it. Unfortunately, I, I must testify to that. I, I know that in areas that I've mismanaged, I've lost it. When I mismanaged God's direction and God's um, <clears throat> leading, I've ended up with, with mud on my face. I've ended up going through a very difficult time because I didn't manage what was in my hands, my responsibility, wisely. And again, you know, I have so many people asking me every day. They're sending me in my our Facebook group, the, the Kingdom Leadership Equipping. I have to delete so many posts where people are like using scripture and saying, you've got to help me. I have messages every day coming through a messenger. Hello, how are you? And when I say, when I answer, I'm fine. How are you? You've got to help me. One guy said, God's told me you've got to help me. Well, God didn't tell me anything. Why? Because I can manage what I've got. Now I've got to give everything I've got to you because you're a bad manager? Why? Because you think you don't have to do anything because you're lazy? I don't think so. I don't think that's going to work like that. Now, I understand some people are in dire straits. I understand. But, you know, God never leaves you without a resource. There's always a God, and God will always put you in the middle of potential. 
God will always show you ideas. God will always give you opportunity. If you just open your eyes and see. What is in your hand? What can you do? Where are you right now? We are in a difficult situation in the world. Some countries are worse than others. And I understand that. I understand it's difficult for some people. But ask the Lord. God's got, an, God's got ideas for you. Sometimes you will have to manage for free. That's another thing is you'll have to do something for free before it's given to you. Before you can show your value. You're going to have to manage your gifting, your calling, your ability, your talents, your strengths, your, your wisdom. You're going to have to manage it. And sometimes you're going to have to sew it away for free. And then it will come to you for years. But, you know, the woman with the, with, that was starving and, and debt was going to take her son. The prophet comes along. He doesn't go, okay, you know, let's just claim the wealth and let's call in wealth from all the neighbors and, and around the world. No, he goes, what have you got? She goes, well, I've got a, a, a jar with some oil and flour. He says, tell your, tell your sons to go and collect all the, all the jars that they can get from their neighborhood. And begin pouring oil. And she began to pour the oil and the jars just began. And she began to sell oil. You see, there is a supernatural aspect. But if you don't start and you're not faithful with the little bit, you'll never know what's more. I want, you know, I have a vision for doing something. But it's just like I had to start somewhere. I had to start where I didn't think I wanted to start, but I started there. And then the next thing opened, I, you know, I began to research and listen and study. And, and then I had to study and prepare myself for, for the next phase that I'm in right now. But it's a means to an end. I have to be prove myself faithful in managing what I have because then comes promotion to the next thing. Joseph could not manage a nation unless he had... First proven himself faithful in the little things that he had. I want to encourage you is look around you and say, what can I manage? Where am I right now? What ideas do I have? Food, water. You know, it could be anything. Use the car that you've got. Use the bicycle you have. You've, got a, you've built a stove, build a better one. And cook food and help people with it. You know, I don't know. Just ask God for ideas. Bake bread and give it away. And then sell the bread. One lady worked in a, I heard a story about a lady worked in a hotel. And all she did was, you know, she, she was a, a hospitality person. She just like made beds, etc. And, um... What happened was she 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 heard somebody talking about about just what I'm telling you now. And she said, "What can I do?" And the guy said to her, "Do you have an oven?" And she goes, "Yes." And he said, "Can you bake?" And she goes, "Yes." And she started baking cookies, biscuits. And she gave it away. A year or two later, it came back then she owned her own factory and people were buying her cookies or biscuits from stores all over the all over the state 
and she was dressed nicely, drove a nice car, whatever, you know. But that's the thing is we, we don't manage what we have in our hand. And I want to encourage you. Think about what you can manage, what's in your hand right now, and manage it. Don't continually beg people for, for something, you know, and expect others to carry you. Look at what's in your hand. Look at what's around you. Look what you have access to and say, how can I manage this? How can I manage my backyard? How can I manage the buckets? I've planted vegetables in buckets. What can I do? You've got buckets, you know. What can you do? Ask somebody for cow manure and horse manure or, you know, whatever, chicken manure. And, and you mix it into the ground and you water it and you let it, let it um, uh, you know, become good ground and you begin to plant in there. Carrots and whatever. I mean, it's just like whatever. It's going to become... We're moving into a time, I'm telling you now, it's going to get difficult. And food is going to be more important than an Apple iPhone or than a taxi, you know, or, or, or than a building or whatever the story is. Food is going to become important. Water is going to become important. Use what you have. Think about it. That's what I wanted to share with you. Thanks for being with me. Hey, this is Sean saying God bless you.